Serena, Eli banged his head again. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know why he doesn't see where he's going or just wants to find every... There, he's like a magnetic field attracted to a corner of a table or a chair. <laughs> It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, um, we're out of town right now, and uh, Nico has a gash in his forehead, in his nose, and in his hand. They're just—we need to wrap them in bubble wrap. I think so. So let's let's talk more about pain and and bumps and bruises and all the things that are going to happen this summer. Let's do it, Mama. Welcome, parents, to raising amazing. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Gator-Warsh, board-certified pediatrician specializing in integrative medicine. And I'm Serena Vincent. I'm an actor, writer, and new mother. Join us in learning and laughing as we navigate through the messy path of parenthood. And together, let's begin Raising Amazing. I wish. I wish we could wrap them in bubble wrap. You could. You could. I don't know. People are going to probably look at you funny, but My heart stops every time. It, it happens, and it's like every fifteen minutes, there's another fall, another bang, another boo boo, or or an almost bang. fall. It's like a mm-hmm. you know the the like half step where they're like leaning towards the corner, and they just like just catch themselves right before. Yeah. You know, it's like every eighteen seconds. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nico does these full on like face plant wipeouts that are we we, we just like Mike and I both stand there, just in shock. Like wait, like is he gonna get up? Like. Is he going to cry? We just, everybody stands there silently for a second to see what's going to happen. And It's a part of the deal, especially with the boys, but I mean, also some girls as well, but you know, definitely in the opposite more, I would say the boys are rambunctious and they just love, especially at the age that Eli and Nico are, you know, they, they love to find a way to get hurt and yes. <laughs> to get yeah. a bump and a bruise. And a lot of parents come in and they're always worried and they're like, oh, I'm, I swear I'm not abusing my child. This, and it's like, it's more weird to not see a kid at that age with a bump or a bruise than, than to see to not see one. So don't worry if, if your kid has a bump or bruise out there. We're not judging you as a pediatrician. We know. <laughs> now <laughs> I you promise really you. know, right? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> now I really know as a parent, but I, I always right. knew. And that's, that's just part of the deal. But I think it's really important to talk about it because, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's in a, for yourself or for your children, winter, summer, whenever, but especially in the summer, are going to be running around playing, get on the jungle gym, and there's going to be bumps, bruises, pain and and we want to talk about what options there are uh, out there that are available and, and generally in the medical community you know you can do uh, Tylenol, acetaminophen, ibuprofen, Motrin those kind of medications but obviously every medication has side effects and risks and so we want to do you know as, as minimal as possible and, and with Raising Amazing and, and being an integrated pediatrician myself we always want to talk about the variety of options out there and we have an amazing guest today who's going to talk to us a lot about you know, more natural remedies uh, for things that you can do. And one of my favorites is Arnica. We have it in the office. We talk to parents about it all the time. Arnicare is a great product and, and I love it. And, and we have it even in the office as samples and we give it out to patients and, and people use it all the time because it's just, it's just so, and I use it also as well. It's always my you know first line of defense. Obviously, you know maybe not if you have a broken bone, that's when you go to the hospital, but if you have a little bump or a bruise, then this can be a great first line to try to avoid some of those side effects from medications, uh, yeah. if appropriate. I use it. Uh, I use it while I was pregnant. Mike uses it. He's a stuntman, so he's so. <laughs> Does he ever get hurt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not allowed to say it. We'll stop hearing it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, so he uses it, and now we use it on Nico. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. I mean, it's a great uh, natural remedy. And there's a bunch of natural remedies out there, but that's I think a favorite. It is my favorite go-to first line. 
for for any injury really because there's really very minimal side effects and so many people have found such great benefit from it including myself so uh, why not yeah. and that's what we want to do here we want to give parents other options than just running to I guess Tylenol you know we're not knowing what to do we're doing nothing right and so we we are speaking with Dr. Ken Red Cross today um, he was so much fun. I love this interview. And I actually had a cold while we were uh, recording it. And um, so you will hear that in the interview too. But um, yeah, he was a great high energy, lots of great information. And um, it's just really nice to, um, again, we're learning from everyone we have on. Yeah. And also it's uh, fun to talk to another doctor who uh, thinks the same way. <laughs> Are you tired of talking to an actor? No, I didn't, <laughs> no, mean, I didn't mean to you specifically. I mean, in general, as a guest. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys are... Yeah, I'm so tired, yeah. Serena. Um, no, um, I yes, I like it when you do your doctor thing with other doctors. I like to sit back and listen. It's great. Well, let's get into it. We are very excited about this episode today. We have Dr. Ken Redcross. He is the author of Bond, The Four Cornerstones of a Lasting and Caring Relationship with Your Doctor, and founder of Redcross Concierge, a personalized medical practice designed to enhance the patient-doctor relationship while providing convenient access to a full spectrum of healthcare services and holistic and wellness counseling. Dr. Redcross earned his medical degree from Columbia Presbyterian Medical Center in New York, specializing in internal medicine. And he is here with us today to talk about easy and inexpensive natural fixes for everyday aches and pains. I currently have a cold and I was laying in bed last night with my son who also has a cold thinking about this interview, thinking about I'm going to learn something today that's going to help us tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. That was that was that was a, that was prophetic on your part because that's the goal. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks thanks for being here. And and, and I want to start by oh, you know kind of jumping right into this cuz as physicians, you know, we go through the medical model, we learn, we certainly learn about pain yeah. and and you know, usually our first go to is let's give a pain reliever let's think about Tylenol or Motrin or acetaminophen or ibuprofen um, right and and now that you you've been in practice for a while was that you know what do you do when one of your patients comes to you to talk about pain or one one of your families I, I know for me you know that's really expanded over the years now to a more holistic approach yeah. and, and I'm not nothing against a medication when you need it but I'm curious you know wh- where has your um, practice gone over the years from you know, where the medical training is to where you are now in terms of a more holistic approach? Yeah, you know, I, I appreciate that question because look, I've been in practice now for almost oh, over two decades. And it's interesting because I am this Western trained physician, you know, so I bleed <laughs> Columbia blue, right, where I trained here in New York. And then here I go out to California about 10 years ago. And guess what, guys, I saw that people were getting better with things that didn't require their prescription pad or my prescription pad. And so I started to dig in a little bit deeper because as you realize, Dr. Gator, when we're talking about writing something like acetaminophen, then I need to see what the liver function is like for someone. When I'm writing NSAIDs, somebody, so when I say NSAIDs, everyone, ibuprofen, Motrin, that sort of thing, I then have to think about their kidney function. And so that was my first experience to homeopathy homeopathic remedies such as such as arnicare um you know something that i always like to say guys is closer to the earth um and there's not much things that are closer to the earth than arnicare it's a type of mountain daisy it grows up in the french alps but the key with this 
is that it helps not only for muscle pain, stiffness, swelling, but also for bruising as well. And that was a big deal because when I started my practice out in California, everyone, I worked with migrant Mexican farm workers for four years. And then from there, I transitioned to Beverly Hills. And you guys may not know this, but there's a little bit of plastic surgery that takes place in Beverly Hills. Just a little. <laughs> oh, no, just a no little idea. Bit. My practice in, in Los Angeles taking care of celebrities. And... Oh, okay, you got <laughs> no it. No idea. You got it, of course. I am the only actress left. Not the only actress. One of the only that has no, had no plastic surgery or Botox or film. Well, awesome. Natural is what we're talking about. And the reason why I mentioned that is because that was one of the first times I learned about the benefits of Arnicare. Or Arnica Montana being the active ingredient. And it was for my plastic surgeons who would use it after they did nose jobs and that sort of thing. So every time uh, one of the one of my patients would come in, they already had the tube. And here I am, this physician, and I'm like, I better do some learning and some deep digging. Um, and it was amazing to be able to offer something that I don't have to really worry about. And that's a big deal in my practice. Oh, I love it. And, and I mean, we have it here too. You know, kids come in all the time into the practice and they bang their knee and they bang their head and Eli, my, my son, loves to bang his head on just about everything. And there are you know, people always ask, well, what do I have at home? What do I do? What do I have? Serena's asking, you know, what do I do for, for Eli? She loves that. And, and you know, Arnica is just one of the things that, I mean, why would you not have it around in your house? I mean, you can have Tylenol and Motrin too, but why would you go to that first? Why not try something more natural first, right? It's, it's just so logical if once you start to think about it in that way. <laughs> and you know, it's funny, man, because things have changed over the years. You know, over the years, I've seen a slow transition to where, you know, people have really kind of come to me because they recognize that although I'm Western trained, that I'm very familiar with alternative ways of healing. And that's where Arnold Care sort of fit in with that. Because once again, not only do I not necessarily have to worry about the side effect profile, but because I'm, inter I'm an internist, I have patients with heart failure. I have patients with hypertension, diabetes. And so it doesn't interact with any of their medications, things that yeah. I have to think about a lot throughout the day. So, you know, there's some there's some peace of mind that comes with that. Not only to mention that I also have a lot of older patients who don't want to smell like menthol all the time and let, and, and let you know a mile away that they're having joint pains. Um, so the fact that Arnicare is odorless is something else that, once again, it's exciting to to be able to offer something um, to, to patients that, once again, is just so unique um, and different for them. And as I say, closer to the earth, because, you know, that's where a lot of my patients are absolutely gravitating yeah. toward. And, and it's, you know, inexpensive when you think about all the money oh. that people have to spend on medications and different things, you know. I want to ask you a question just, just about, like, how does our everyday life, affect our pain and our diet and, and our sleep. I mean, I know in my own life when I'm not getting sleep or, you know, I'm not eating well, like I get migraines, like that's my thing. But what do you see? And like, how do you talk to your patients about living their life and things that they can do to decrease their pain? Well, well, guys, so look, as we think about it, the first thing we have to understand is, is kind of who we are. When I say we are as, as Americans, we tend to think, you know, the harder you work or you're a go-getter if you don't need that much sleep. Oh, I don't need sleep. I can get by on three hours. And it's just the opposite. The CDC says we're supposed to be getting seven and a half hours of sleep each and every day. And the reason why it's so important, everyone, is because sleep is truly medicine. 
when we're not getting enough sleep, our immune cells aren't even functioning properly and so forth. And so that's why, you know, you go out, you hang out with your friends, you have a really late night and you come back home and you just don't feel so darn good the next morning, runny nose or what have you. So there's an immune component. And it's also the time when your body is able to restore itself from all of the insults that take place throughout the day that are not just physical guys, but also those emotional insults. Mm-hmm. It's your body has to heal from with inflammation and those things that are actually created. So we're starting to recognize that sleep is incredibly important. And that's been something that's kind of really been kind of um, peeled back when we've talked a lot about COVID this year and the coronavirus and the impact of making sure that we're getting rest and obviously that our immune system is functioning properly as well. Yeah. And I've, I said that over and over and over again, it, it, people are just forgetting about the foundations you know it's it's yep. it's not rocket science that you need to eat healthy it's not rocket science that you need to get your sleep and avoid toxins and and exercise right. but for some reason we've just been so disconnected with this way of thinking that we wonder why we're having more aches and pains we wonder why our kids are getting more sick why wonder why we're getting more sick um yeah it's this is all connected no, it is. And, you know, one of the things I always tell my, my patients, NMS, so that's nutrition, movement, and spirituality. And those are the three things that I think are so important for us to, to get through this thing that we call life. When we talk about nutrition, patients are coming in, they're having these pains. We've already talked about Arnicare. Well, what can they eat? So I had a patient just yesterday, guys, I was speaking with because she was having abdominal cramping and had been diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome. And some of the things she did, she wasn't such a big fan of of necessarily taking bentol or some of these other things to help her with the spasms. So we talked about peppermint oil. And so peppermint oil is so beneficial to be able to help with spasms. And that's that closer to the earth mentality that I always talk about. So these are things that we can do to kind of heal thyself. Um, I also have patients who love um, Japanese food and, and love to go there. Edamame is good also for joint pain. It's a good study. I want to say, guys, don't quote me. I think Oklahoma City or so, but they did a study. They, t- they looked at the benefits of the soy from the edamame as far as on the joint support and benefits. And so, you know, kind of interesting to know that, guys, we can have things in our pantry that are almost like a medicine cabinet um, that can really impart health. I'm I, like I said I have a cold right now, so I'm putting crushed red pepper on everything. Oh, <laughs> and I made good. A, and I made a huge chicken soup with um, fresh oregano from our garden and all kinds of fresh herbs. And um, I don't know, it makes me feel better at least that I'm doing it. That I know that I'm doing it. You know. Well, you're treating yourself there, Serena, because when you talk about red peppers, everyone, the, way, the reason why she's getting benefit is because it's the capsation that's in the hot peppers. And the capsation is something as well. It's like when you guys eat a really, really hot pepper, you realize how your tongue gets numb. Yeah. Well, that's the medicinal benefits of capsation. When you're talking about, yeah. And when you're talking about that chicken soup, you're also getting that nice hot broth coming into the marrow of the bones, which is releasing a lot of important immune cells as well. Once again, allowing you to kind of treat thyself um, with just certain things in your pantry that make such a big difference. It does. I mean, and, I, and 
I've also said this before, but there's a big difference between opening up a can of chicken soup versus making a chicken soup, letting it sit there, getting a broth. You know, that, that's so, nutri- so nutritious. Exactly. You know, four hours or a day or, or, or a day or two. Right? When, people, when, when our grandmas all used to make soup, it's like a day or two or three, you know, and it there's a huge. Four hours to chop. <laughs> 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 you remember that. You remember those days. Definitely. No, but I, but I love that, guys, because as we as we talk about this, everyone, we're in this new society now where this is exciting for me because so many patients want to get better naturally and so it allows us to do our homework a bit it allows us to try to do these sort of things here serena that's kind of that that mantra we follow of do no harm and the things that we're all talking about kind of bringing into our our lives to, to really make a difference ginger is a huge one that a lot of people recognize helps as far as with muscle pains and aches and so forth so while there's a lot of things out there um, that we're all seeing, you know, it's important to kind of think about food as medicine uh, because it really truly is. Yeah, we, we talk about this all the time because every single doctor we have on the show, no matter what we're talking about, it always comes back to diet and it always comes back to food and cooking healthy and organic and what we're giving ourselves, what we're feeding our kids. Um, so, I mean, our listeners, I know are hearing this too. It just all comes back to us needing to carve out the time to to cook and fill our home with things that are good for our bodies. No, it does. And, and, and to prevent illness, exactly what I like to call dis-ease mm-hmm. primarily. And, and, you know, that gets back to that spiritual point. When I said the spirituality, guys, because we, we talked about, you know, the importance of nutrition and we'll talk about movement in a second. But when you think about the spirituality, I'm not necessarily talking biblical for those who are religious or not religious. I'm talking about your spirit. In other words, what completes you? What completes you, whether it be through your job or your children and so forth, and making sure that you hone in on that, whether it be through meditation, whether it be be through affirmations. I have a a gratitude journal that I carry with me and, and, and I'll look back and I'm having a little bit of a rough day and I'm like, dude, who are you to be upset? Do you remember 2017 January? <laughs> um, and so those things are so important to be able because, guys, we get so busy. We don't get a chance to look back and, and really think of our wins, yeah. those times when we are happy. And so, you know, one thing that COVID really did, there is nothing good about COVID except one thing. And we have never in our lives had this opportunity to spend as much time with our families as we have for the past year and a half. And that, I think, has led to a lot. I mean, you know, sometimes family can be a little challenging, but for the most part, what I'm saying is a lot, a lot of love, a lot of closeness. And once again, that spirituality to really start healing, because we know we recognize that your soul is strong enough to heal. Look, when we do our clinical trials guess what? 20% of people can get better on placebo. What does that tell you as far as the power of the mind? So, you know, just cool things to kind of kind of think about as we talk about these ways to stay healthy and well. This is the kind of thing that, well, Dr. Gator talks about all the time that I'll let you get on your soapbox about that doctor. But like if, if we, if more doctors prescribed a gratitude journal, oh my God, that would solve so many things. It's, it is all about the mind, body, spirit, working together to prevent sickness and heal our ourselves, our soul. Exactly. Exactly. No, seriously. I, I agree with that. And Dr. Gator, so you were saying that you that, that I'm preaching to the converted, it sounds. I mean, definitely. But I, I think that, you know, I wanted to ask you more about 
the natural medicine, just in general, homeopathics, because it's a weird, it's a weird topic sometimes as a physician, um, talking about anything natural, which it shouldn't be, but it just, it is. Um, and you know, I have had great success in the office using all, you know, medication, but also natural medicine, homeopathic supplements, all sorts of different things for different items you know we have like cold common the office for yeah tossing colds and, and we have arnica for, for pains and, and these things are, are great and the patients have so much benefit from it but i'm curious you know talking to another physician who's in the same world uh you know what what have what have you seen as you've navigated these waters and, and patient acceptance versus unacceptance and just dealing with um you know, some of the back and forth on, on natural versus versus Western medicine, which I think is crazy because I think we should be all balanced and we should be doing the best of both worlds. And, you know, to me, there's nothing against Western medicine. I love Western medicine, but I don't see why the two worlds can't live together. No, you're right, Dr. Gator. And I appreciate you saying it that way, because, you know, one of the things I, I, a little bit of it's my my personality, I'm not a confrontational person. And so I do think we can all exist together. Look, whether people like it or not patients want this patients want the balance they're learning on their own out there they're trying these things and recognizing you know what doc i got better with with chestol which is a homeopathic cough medicine that my twins loved growing up as far as to help them with their cough and their cold and so forth so we're starting to we're starting to recognize that the western medicine and kind of the eastern ideals of medicine can marry so well together in fact I kind of balance things out sometimes. So for instance, if I have a patient that came in with flu-like symptoms, um, there's also homeopathic remedies. A lot of people know it as Ocillo. The long name is Ocillococcinum. I'd suggest uh, mm-hmm. I could suggest cutting it down if, if it's difficult. But the point is, is that when I come in and someone maybe needs or discuss Tamiflu, guys, that's something you give in the first 48 hours if somebody has flu symptoms. Now, there's a lot of symptoms with that, of uh, side effects, I should say, with that. So there's a balancing act. So when I'm talking to patients who are open to other ideas of healing, I say, look, you know, look, this isn't going to be an easy path with this particular medication, but what if we tried X? It's a homeopathic remedy. Give it a shot. Here is some data around it and feel it for yourself. It's a big deal. I took that. I can't pronounce it. O- Oxus. You guys say it. I took I have taken that all around the world with me on movie movie yeah. sets I always bring it there was a, like two years where I was traveling and I was getting sick you know every other month and so that was always in my stash it's abnormal here right it's not abnormal in other places it's not yeah, it's true. not abnormal in a lot of countries oh, it's just yeah. weird in America for whatever reason I am so glad you said that. I went with my family. We went over to where we were going a little bit of a, around, but we were actually in Italy mm-hmm. and we, we were there. Once again, one of my twins wasn't feeling herself. We went there and it was all in there. In fact, I couldn't even find like Western medicine docs. I mean, all I could find were homeopathic um, sites. Now, I was in seventh heaven, so I was OK with that. But it was just fascinating because you're right. It's like it's like the rest of Europe, or at least where I was, it was like they had already gone, they had already surpassed us with understanding that, hey guys, there's some other ways of healing. And so that's why, you know, your podcast and these things are so important to drive out the message, to educate, um, to, to bring us all together to stay healthy and well. Isn't elderberry grown in Italy? Say, oh yes. It, then it, can, go, it can go most places. It can grow, yeah, it could, it could grow a lot of other places too. I buy Italian 
elderberry. <laughs> it's, it's, the only, it's the only good one. Just like I'll only buy Canadian maple syrup. You know, none of that Vermont crap. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so another thing I mentioned to you guys earlier, because during COVID, I've had a lot of patients that, um, look, I was working out at home when I couldn't get in, in into mm. the gym for the past year or so. And so some interesting things have come up. I've been telling patients a few things because there's a lot of injuries that led to a big talk about, about Arnicare again, because everyone's working out at home. And I'm kind of like, look, a few things. Know your limits, okay? This isn't the day to do your personal best um, at home, you know, on a weight bench by the bed. That's probably not a good idea, um, you know. And I also tell them warming up and cooling down, Serena. Those things are important as well. But you're like an athlete, Serena, so you get all this. Oh, yeah. I was a power ranger. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. You were <laughs> the ultimate my, athlete. My husband is a um, a stuntman, so we have Arnicare in our house in all forms. Yeah. There's so always you get an injury it. going on here. Yeah. So you get it when you're dealing with this. And now that everybody's been inside guys, you ought to hear the things that I'm hearing. I'm like, well, how'd you hurt your shoulder? Oh, well, I decided I was going to do this and lift this. And I'm like, say it isn't so. Um, but the point is that's that movement piece. Now, granted, that's a piece of what we need to stay balanced and healthy. But once again, we need to just do it in a, in, in a smart way. Um, and once again, know, know our limits. That's the, that's the big key. What about just like the fact that we're all on our screens and our computers? Like, I feel like that brings on so many aches and pains. We're like looking down at our yep. phones like this. Nobody can see me, but you can, you know, we're looking down at our phones. I mean, that obviously contributes to pain. Yeah, it does. In fact, there's a syndrome, text neck syndrome. Um, to where you actually get a lot of pain and discomfort that the trapezius and other muscles of the neck, it's been described. Look, it was already big time before, before COVID, but since COVID, they even have like Zoom syndrome and all that, all those things when you're on there, because you have no idea how you're having your neck fixed in a position for so long. And you, once again, it's that inflammation thing. Our bodies, guys, does, do not like inflammation and anything that causes that sort of thing. Um, it's something that our body doesn't want it, and, and it'll tell us whether it's a spasm, whether it's neck pain, whether it's headaches, mm -hmm. those sort of things you see differently, as you mentioned. Um, so you're, you're absolutely right. You know, we're in, in a little bit of a new world with using all these uh, computers, which I even as COVID kind of slowly cross my fingers, dissipates over time. I think some of this um, tech stuff's going to hang out, hang around for a bit. And yeah. and um we have a question from a parent from Stan, and he wants to know um, what are the cornerstones? You know, your book is, is the bond, the four cornerstones of lasting and caring relationship with your doctor. So what are um, the new cornerstones? Um, you know, things are changing and we're certainly have more technology now. And the question really is, what is the new cornerstones for health now that COVID has happened? Is, is there a different you know bond or relationship? There's so much uh, telemedicine and technology usage. Um, so where do we go in terms of having and creating and fostering that bond with our practitioners? Yeah, look, you know, the things that I that I that I mentioned that were so important. And it was it, once again, I used prophetic earlier, Serena, because it kind of was when I when I thought about those things that really helped me resonate with patients. Look, I am one of the blessed individuals in this world that I know exactly why I was created. And it was to touch as many souls as I can. And as I thought about how to do that, it was through trust respect, empathy, and communication. All four, 
And if you had all four, you had a beautiful, what I like to call a patient nirvana, when they're actually happy, because I feel like a doctor should feel like a member of your family. And so that was before COVID even came. So now that COVID has come, and Dr. Gator, as far as the new age, the new age kind of is those still those four cornerstones, but now it's making sure that you understand that you deserve that type of relationship. Now that we've gone through COVID, it's even more important that you have a closer relationship with your doctor because this is going away slowly, but it's left so much in its aftermath, mentally, isolation, fear, um, germs going forward, the flu will be back, we'll deal with something like this again. So it's really underscored the importance of saying, you know what? Yeah, I deserve a relationship like that. I absolutely deserve that. Oh my God. Will you be my doctor? Where are oh, you? Oh, I love to. I'm in New York. Yeah. <laughs> You're in New York? I am. I am. Medicine. I, also, I ask Dr. Gator all the time, I'm like, you can't be my doctor because you're my kid's doctor and you're a pediatrician, but I need a doctor oh, that oh. thinks like this. Oh, well, it's important. You know, I have, um, I'm, I'm fortunate and blessed enough to have, I have patients still in California, just got back from Atlanta Saturday and Canada and Canada too, Dr. Gator, I have patients there. <laughs> um, and that's just, uh, uh, you know, kind of a, a supportive sort of thing. Let's talk through things. They went to see their doctor. Do these labs make sense? Uh, what should I ask him or her when I go back there? Um, that sort of thing. So once again, if I can touch as many souls as possible, um, that's my goal and my passion. So you are all of those things that you just mentioned. You are a light. Your gratitude is like coming through this, through the Zoom, <laughs> through the program, and Thank it's you. really I... wonderful to chat with you. Where can people find your book? Where can people find you? Where can I find you later? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so look, um, so Doctor Ken Redcross is my handle for everything, as far as my Instagram, my LinkedIn, all of those. So Doctor Ken Redcross, um, my book is available on Amazon, which is Bond by Doctor Ken Redcross, just like the American Red Cross, one word. Um, dot com. Great. Yeah, so you have to make sure you put in that because otherwise, there's probably a lot of uh, a lot of links before they get to you given your name oh, and yeah. a medical question oh or a medical God. thing. I, I, oh, God. <laughs> you, get time, you know, you know, you know, they get buried. You know, funny story before we go. So I said, guys, no, like I told you, I practice in, in, in California and, and a little bit of everywhere, right? I worked in Puerto Rico. Um, but one of the things that's funny, when, I, when I'm walking around, sometimes I get phone calls and the phone calls from California I get because people are asking where they can donate their blood. Because somewhere my cell phone is rotating around there. And so they think I'm the American Red Cross. Oh um, but it's cool because I know where they can actually give blood in L.A. So I usually tell them, you know, Cedar sinai I know exactly where. So it's kind of funny. But yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. The unofficial spokesperson for the Red Cross, I guess. But right. thankfully, you're, 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 you're passing their message along well. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, I want to thank you guys for, for having me on and, and just for doing all the good work that you do. Sometimes... You know, you guys do beautiful things. You don't always hear it. So I'm telling you, thanks for getting this beautiful message out. I was excited to be here. So thanks for making me a part. Thank you. Thank you. We're honored to have you. Thank you. It was wonderful. Oh, he's so awesome. I mean, he's such a fun guy to talk to. But also, I I can't tell you how much I love talking to other doctors, other MDs who share the same or similar viewpoint to me of just blending the best of both worlds together. It's not Western medicine. It's not eastern or natural medicine it's the blend of both together and i always say why not why can't we have both why can't we blend 
arnica and tylenol why can't those things be available to us without having to get in an argument or be divisive mm-hmm. about it you know let's use whatever is the most minimal on the day to be helpful it doesn't mean you shouldn't speak to your practitioner it doesn't mean you shouldn't go to your doctor it doesn't mean you shouldn't get an mri or an x-ray if you need one but if you get a little bump or a bruise why not try arnica first or why not try a natural remedy first if it's mild uh yeah. and then you know go from there no i i totally agree and <laughs> um i want him to be my doctor <laughs> as i as i said um yeah we have to petition him to you know move out to Los Angeles or something so we can we can use him. Yeah, but I mean, if so many things are virtual now, right? It's, it's true, but I... Or it doesn't work like that with um, insurance and stuff, it, right? It's it, a whole other podcast. It's a whole other world, but it, realistically, you know, if you don't take insurance, you can do what you want. But if you take insurance, then you really... Even still as a medicine, it's supposed to be within your state. The rules are kind of iffy. But even still, I think as a doctor, you, you generally want your primary doctor to be where you are. I, I think know. it's fine... You know, it's fine to use somebody like him or a practitioner as your like alternative. So if you have your practitioner at home and then you work with the other person, mm-hmm. you know, whenever you need, I think that's totally fine and reasonable. And there's certainly some patients that that are come from wherever and use me on the side um, as, as a as a consultant. But if you for a doctor to do what they need to do, they need to see you. They need to be there. Um, and they, you know, you, there's a part of touch and, and just being in the room that makes a big difference so i think you can only get so far in telemedicine i think it's a super useful tool i think it's great but you know if you have ear pain you can't check your ear through the no, telemedicine you know <laughs> so yeah, so th- there absolutely. are certain things that you, that you do need but i don't see there's no reason why you can't have both you can have a doctor right here and then you can have a second you know natural practitioner somewhere else and you just use them for discussion base and, and sending off special tests or whatever if you need be yeah. so that's fine I mean, I, I secretly try to use you and pretend like whatever I'm asking you is for Nico. Oh, yeah. Really Se- like. Secretly. <laughs> You're well, not very good at keeping the but... secret if you're mentioning on the... <laughs> no, I'm not a good liar. Um, I'm a good actor, but not a good liar. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and... But, I, yeah, I mean, that, that that is sort of what I do, right? I, I go mm-hmm. to my doctor and make sure, like, we don't have, like... I don't have, like, strap or something, right? Mm-hmm. Something that I need an antibiotic for. And then I use really honestly a bunch of boron products like that i had um the cold like i said when we were recording that podcast and i was using their uh cold remedy for myself and for nico and um and that's i always no matter what we have i always use natural stuff too and i do feel like we get better faster that way that's what i feel anyway i think so i mean it certainly doesn't cause any significant side effects to make things worse so I, right. I think that's super useful and, and, it, and i've said this so many times i think it's again important to talk about on this episode especially when we're talking about this you can't diagnose or treat anything over a podcast over an online resource this is good learning and it's good to know about these things but at the end of the day this is why it's important to work with your practitioner because yes. there are specific situations where you know using a, a arnica wouldn't be the right first step it might be a great first a, great in addition to it or it might be a great second mm-hmm. step um but that's where you, having a good provider is really important because that the training that you get as a medical professional is really really good at identifying something serious versus not serious when it's an emergency when you go to the hospital and so um, a parent who doesn't have that training at times might think something isn't that serious when it is and that's when you know the homeopathic remedy or the natural remedy isn't the right time to use it 
But right. most of the time, it's fine, especially if you go to the doctor and they're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's a virus. It's going to get better in a couple of days. That's a great time to use a natural remedy because there isn't any medication anyways for you to use. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's, anyways. That's what we just did. Nico licked a handrail. Mm-hmm. You got a cold. <laughs> I got a cold. Obviously, I texted you all about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we mm-hmm. took COVID tests to make sure we didn't have COVID. Didn't. And so, yeah, use natural remedies. But anyway. Yeah. Handrail, just... handrail Ovid or... I love you on your soapbox. Dr. Ken Redcross was also good on his soapbox. This was really useful. I learned a lot as usual. And let's just all keep coming together so we can raise the bar on our parenting and raise amazing children. Thank you all so much for joining us each week. Please be sure to subscribe to the Raising Amazing podcast so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Raising Amazing Podcast to catch any extra fun goodies for you and your kiddos. And if you'd like to submit a question to be featured on the show, you can send in your questions to RaisingAmazingPodcast at gmail.com along with your name and your city. That's it for us for now. We'll catch you next Wednesday on raising amazing. Happy parenting. May the force be with you.